fate of the universe on the line. I want Iguadala. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Taxation and luxury is the sound of the season. Should having homegrown stars be the reason? Weighted stars getting weighted contracts may swing this way. No matter how shy the way, it's always with the Hashtag Balls Bay NBA Podcast, your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We are back in again with episode 2 of the season. And if this is your first time joining us, please don't forget to like the podcast because we talk NBA every week. My name is Ashwin and in the association this week, Warriors owner Joe Lacobs talks about some of his gripes with the luxury taxation system. Zion Williamson's NOLA contract reveals some very strange details which would have bankrupted Sir Charles and the logo Jerry West puts JJ Reddick in his place for his plumbers and firemen comment. Speaking of legacy, I've got with me as always someone who's a social conservative and fiscally liberal person, someone who believes wholeheartedly in loyalty and someone with a history of opposing the inheritance tax in India, my co-host Dean Dibana. What's up man? What's up Dibana? How are you doing? Is it true that you hate the inheritance tax? Is that, is that fact? I don't even know what tax it is. It's a tax and like, uh, you know, your uh, previous generations, they pass on wealth to the next generation, then the government takes a cut of that tax. Uh, in the US, it's oh. a very famous uh, uh, tax, which like the wealthy people have found a way around. So, uh, I mean, you know. I, 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 I don't think I have to worry about it at this point. <laughs> but what about <laughs> your next generation? What about those estates in Kurk? They have to go to someone. No. But I don't think, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the, I don't think there's any tax on that. As far as I, I know. know. How did how did you find out all about this? I was reading Free Economics one time and they talked about very interesting way in how the inheritance tax uh, affects wildlife sanctuaries. Yeah, I mean, you know how amazing in uh, Free Economics ah, yeah. is, right? Like they take something from here and they're like, oh, but did you know it affects that? I mean, like, what? So that's how I You guys, yeah. Uh, Vineet, since the end of the finals, I think, or since Kevin Durant announced his intentions of screwing around with owners and stuff, all we've been talking about is Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. He's been, like, without doubt, the king of this offseason, even though all he did was, like, say just something. So then he's gone on to uh, podcasts and talked about his preferences, gone on and, like, given us so much things to talk about we end up talking about his legacy we end up talking about where he can go we end up talking about which car, which uh, uh, team is going to bankrupt themselves by trying to get him bankrupt their future all of that so I, I think this yeah. this episode we've decided to not talk about him much even though we started off talking about him but we're talking about how we are not going to talk about him so uh, Joe Lacobs you know that I, I think last week or something he talked about how it is sort of unfair that the Warriors, which are probably the last uh, great team which has grown all its home stars together, like all of them together. Like you had uh, Tim Duncan before that, then OKC for one year where everyone there was like homegrown. And then maybe as long as uh, Durant and West took together. Warriors from the beginning, Steph joined in. They had to throw out Monte Ellis. Then Clay comes in, Draymond King comes in. They get Iguodala from a trade from the Nuggets. But as we've always discussed that there will come a time when you have to pay all these people separately. Now, uh, Steph got this huge ass contract. I mean, well-deserved, but, you know, huge contract. 
Clay gets a huge contract, like 170 million, close to something like that. Now Draymond Green's turn is coming up and he's like, he wants a max contract. Uh, he's a champion, he's a defensive player of the year, All-NBA, um, All-Star. All of those are tick marks on the, okay, more money, more money, more money. Uh, it's a little unfair. I mean, I, I would assume that it's, it is a little unfair that they have not played that, uh, like they have, you know, grown their people together. So uh, the luxury tax seems like an unnecessary uh, thing to be put onto them. Like, I mean, what do you think about that? What do you think about that comment? Is it fair on his like side to say such things? Um, I mean, I think it's fair for him to say it. You know, he doesn't want to pay the luxury tax. So I think that he has to make a decision maybe, but not really. I mean, he's a, he's a billionaire and, you know, the Warriors are worth what? Like, I read this thing. Was like Five, five billion? No, when I think Steph came in, it was like 300 million or 400 million, oh. and now it's like 10x or something like that. Uh, so I, I would imagine that nobody feels sad for Joe, Joe, Joe Lakers, you know. I mean, so I'm okay with him. Uh, I mean, I, I'm okay with everything that's happening over there. I think some people feel like the Warriors have paid themselves to championships, which I don't think is necessarily true, but mm-hmm. yes, they do have, they the definitely have paid a lot of, payroll, yeah, 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 but that's okay, I guess, I, I mean, I mean, I, I guess the question, see, I, I think, I know this is something that you are very particular about, like you are, I think we had this, uh, you had this uh, chat with someone on uh, Bill Simmons' post about getting stars the right way or getting stars by buying them, uh, I mean, I mean, this, this, I thought that this would be something which you are like, oh, aghast against. So like the NBA continues to say that oh, when Durant made that move to Warriors, they were like, oh my God, how could he do this? Blah, blah, blah. And we all sort of resonated with that opinion, right? But now we have a team which has all of its stars were drafted by them itself. Like all of them, all the three, all the major stars, right? Like everyone who you are going to pay have been with the same team. They've not gone and come back. They've the bird rights, everything, all of them are still there. Uh, I mean, I, I would assume that, you know, if the NBA is serious about, uh, like, rewarding teams which are, like, developing players and if they are doing it through the draft, that's amazing. Like, I, I would assume that that is probably the right way. I, I would have thought that you would say something to the effect of, yeah, though this is unfair. Like, if they, they've all grown in the same place. They've all been with the same team. So... Uh, they should get a special cap exception as well. But apparently that's not the case. No, I mean, no, I don't think so. I think that, you know, I mean, the only other team that I've, I can think of is maybe like the Spurs, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, well, I mean, there's no other team that had three homegrown stars mm-hmm. that won multiple championships together. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think, accolade-wise, I don't think Manu, Ginobili and Tony Parker were at the same level as uh, like individual, I mean, personal accolade wise, Ginobili and mm. Tony Parker are not. I mean, Tony Parker is a Finals MVP, I think All Star also multiple times, but not as multiples as uh, Clay and Draymond. Draymond Green is a multiple all- defensive player of the year, which is like you know one of the big awards. One time, I think one, one time, time is a defensive player. Not two times. I thought two times. We will fact check this. But yeah, okay. Uh, so that's not a thing that you're. I mean, no, I mean. They have to make a decision. Draymond has to make a decision. Does he want Max or does he want to stay? 
Mm-hmm. And if they can pay, then they can pay. I mean, that's I think that's a decision that they all have to make. I mean, I, I don't think that they need to be penalized or they sorry they need to be given like extra. You know, these are the rules everybody plays with. Um, you were lucky and you had you you made certain moves that allowed you to be so successful for a long time. You know, like mm-hmm. KD took a salary cut to play uh, with the Warriors. Like yeah. he could have, when he made that move, he could have asked for the highest that he could get, and that would make it very difficult to get Andre Iguodala, so on and so forth. So I think someone will take the lower amount, mm-hmm. and it's probably going to be Draymond Green. But obviously, Draymond Green is going to come off as like the man who sacrificed his salary, and he, I, I'm sure he's going to play that card really well. Um, I think that's very very interesting. I think this is one more again in my head those bells are ringing like you know Draymond is just doing this he knows that they are not going to like you know go over the limit just to re-sign Draymond Green back I mean even though I think Steph has said it publicly that in his head the three of them come together as a package like uh, you know you have Steph you have Clay means you get Dre with it but like they want to be together so and Steph obviously like they'll do whatever Steph says but uh, but the luxury tax, if you know about how the luxury tax is done, right? Like, there's a there's a soft cap to the league. As in, every team can spend X amount of money building its roster. Every uh, $5 million you go above it, you have to pay uh, $1.5 million, $1.5 for every dollar that you go above that limit. And then if it's uh, more than $10 million, then there are $2.75. Then, like, it's a big explainer video. Hopefully, you know, if we can make one, we'll make one. Uh, to show it, but there's, it's already there on the internet. But it's really expensive for them to keep doing this now. Um, in, like, I think we both know that billionaires hate spending money for, like, they just want to get as much bang for the buck as possible. Like, pretty. You know, unless uh, it's Steve Barmer. Unless it's Steve Barmer. I mean, Steve Barmer, yeah. But, yeah. but he's like a billionaire, like, 50 times over. So, like, yeah, he he's doesn't. 68, 70 billion dollars. That's a lot of billions. Uh, but but he's also one of the like in luxury tax uh, people who've been his team has been paying the luxury tax over Then there are stipulations like luxury tax. If you are a repeat offender, then you get taxed even more. And, uh, like you know the payroll gets like highly inflated. I, I don't. I, I think like Steph said that. But do you think Draymond Green is a valuable addition to any other team or? what team can be like okay let's take Raymond that is our step to the championship sort of like a Rodman sort of an addition to the uh, Bulls of that time does that make sense to you Mm, yeah I mean it it could be but I can't think of any team that where he could you know maybe I mean the only thing I can think is the Mavs Mavs okay not the Bucks I I would have thought that Bucks would be there's one more angry person you take Brook Lopez they give us uh, Raymond Green I think Warriors will be happy. Uh, no, like, I mean, um, I don't know if his... his Because uh, in that uh, Nets final, no, because uh, in that uh, series against the Celtics, I thought that they really missed that person who would, you know, distribute the ball properly to the right people at the right time and, you know, set those screens. I mean, of course, like, Draymond Green has had the luxury of being around two of the best shooters of all time and all his uh, illegal screens have been like, oh, okay, this is fine. Like he he's lived in a place where he sets the screens outside of the perimeter and everybody from there is like a like Arjuna from you know Mahabharata. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other team like that in the NBA, like which has Stephen Clay. Uh, but 
I don't know, Bulls maybe, no, no, but Bulls have a proper point guard. Like some team which needs sort of a point forward guard, like very running fast team. Um, I don't know. What, what were you thinking? You were thinking... I said Mavs. Mavs, huh, correct. Mavs. Mavs also don't have a proper point guard, right? Like Luka handles the ball, but he could use some yeah. toughness wala help. Some bone jarring screens. Oh. What about the Clippers? Clippers could also use someone like that. But he'll want to yeah. get paid. If he's moving away from there, I'm sure that he wants to get paid. No, he's, he's not. He's not paid. moving. I don't think he's moving. I think uh-huh. that... I mean, obviously, there'll be like severe negotiations. I mean, they got rid of Andre Iguodala, man. I mean, they can get rid of Andre Iguodala. They can get rid of Draymond Green. Right? Okay. They traded Andre Iguodala to get Kevin Durant. No, not to get Kevin Durant. No, no, not to get Kevin Durant. After that season. To, after that season, yeah. So. Uh-huh. And then he came back. It's like Derek Fisher. He came back, yeah. So, yeah. they'll do the same thing with... Uh, they'll realize... I mean, see, everybody wants to be in winning situations. Correct. Because when you win, people... You know, people bask in that light of winning. Whether they have any contribution to it or not. Uh-huh. Right. And so... I think Draymond knows that. Like, his whole value is that he's a winner. And this and all that bullshit. So, like, suddenly if he goes to, like, the Orlando Magic... And everyone will realize that, oh my god, like Draymond is shit. So, it is in his best interest to be with the Golden State Warriors, even if he, like, has to take, like, whatever, 30, 40 million dollars less. That's what I, I would, I think that he will do. Hmm. Uh, who, who gets hurt more by Draymond's departure? Draymond or, like, the Warriors? Because, I mean, if you have to give him credit, he is a dogged defender. He knows uh, how to set that screen and he knows the plays inside out. Like, he's probably that, mm. like, you know, the running playbook. He knows all the plays. He knows how to play. Uh, smart player. I'm sure there are other smart players in the NBA also. But, like, uh, 2013, there's like nine years he's been here in this team. Like, this is part of his identity. Like, the team and him are, like, sort of inextricably linked, right? It's not very easy to do what he does. Uh, but hmm. but I, I, I like you know to play that defense be that sort of soul of the team because he's the one screaming around at everyone blah 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 joining uh, being that Rashid Wallace uh, sort of a guy I, I think that Warriors would not want to lose him but who is more uh, substitutable I, th- I think at the end of the day it all comes down to like your price is determined by whether you are easily substitutable or very difficultly substitutable yeah I mean that's true I, I don't know. I mean, I think that the the Warriors will make a decision on whether, like, they still have a championship window or they don't have a championship window. Mm-hmm. You know, like, will they be able to create a championship window, like, three, four years down the line with Draymond Green or without Draymond Green? So, I think that's, like, a decision. I mean, like I said, I don't feel sad for anybody on this, on this whole discussion because, like, I think Draymond... I will still make enough money. I think Joe Laker will make enough money. Everyone's going to make money. Like, this is like, you know, a discussion of, like, riches. You know, it's like, oh, will Draymond Green give up $5 million? You know, and if he can't, then that's fine. Like, he's still going to be a rich man. I think it's going to be more than that, right? Like, they might want to take a... I mean, what he's... What he's worth, technically, according to his accolades and what year of the market he's uh, drafted with the same team signing with the same team again. I think it'll be closer to the 175 for, I mean, they can give him a four-year deal or a five-year deal. Uh, but five-year deal means you are talking of a, uh, like a 35, 36-year-old 
Draymond Green wins. Yeah, that's what it does. So they have to they have to look at it as a is is the window for another championship now, or is it, you know, if Steph and Clay are there, you know, and they sort of evolve like the like the Spurs, like is Jordan Poole, and Kaminga, Wiggins, and Wiggins are they like the torchbearers for the next four years with Steph and Clay sort of doing what they do, mm-hmm. or is there still a window for Dre, Clay, and and Steph? That's the decision to be made. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not a difficult decision, you know. You're saying it's not a difficult decision. No. Okay. You think the Warriors' window is still open, right? I mean, I I think it's still open. I mean, they're still one of the top teams. I mean, not yeah. definite favorites for me to win the ring, but they're still like a healthy them is good against a lot of unhealthy superstars. Like, I I, I, I mean, I still, just think that the most obvious thing is that he's going to take a pay cut. I think that's mm-hmm. just that's ninety nine percent the probability. Okay. Yeah. So what, what he's going around saying that I want the max and all that you think is just uh, like talk. He just wants to be in the news because he's gone on record and said that I want the max uh, contract. I want. Yeah. Who will say I don't want the max? Only people like Dirk and all say no. I will take a salary cut for the team. No one like obviously Draymond doesn't belong in that category of people like you know i mean he has to say what he has to say like i don't know if you know and, and even if he gets the money like i think i don't feel sorry for joe laker like he's made so much money with the warriors it's ridiculous or they could always cut like a back end deal with draymond and say okay we'll, we'll keep you on our rosters as a commentator for like 10 years you know after you retire or some shit like that you think people do that i've always wondered if uh, that that is something that happens and how does the yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure it doesn't happen yeah, yeah, they do it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Mark Cuban and Dirk had some backhanded contract. I don't know if Timmy had it, but like of all the superstars that I know that actually took a pay cut was Dirk and Timmy. Like, who else took a pay cut? I mean, LeBron. And LeBron basically runs the Lakers now because of the pay cut he took. Have but you ever I, taken a pay cut? As that like as a person? I've never had. I've never had a salary. So you never had a salary. Oh, so pay cut is. I mean, I've never had a salary that was high enough to take a pay cut. <laughs> my point. It was already cut. But I I get minimum salary in Luxembourg, so like I can't even take less than what I take. It is illegal. Uh-huh. But uh, startup people also might have this uh, this dilemma, right? Like uh, where like you guys must also be constantly thinking about okay, am I valuing things correctly? Am I putting money in the right place? Uh, or am I overvaluing some people? Sentiment is involved because you do have employees, right? Like you do pay them. Yes, I do pay them. Uh, and so, has this ever talk ever happened <laughs> with the employees? That they came? I, I think you know it's a little roughier, or this is what we are thinking, blah blah. Something of that sort. It really depends. Honestly, that's what I said. It really depends on the employee, right? Uh. Uh, I usually hire for. Um, like for honest and hardworking people over skill set. I feel like people who are mm-hmm. like sort of devious and cunning are horrible to work with. However skilled they are, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's not what I want for myself. Um, so even if the skill set is not as great, if someone is a hardworking person and shows that they are honest and earnest in their job. So I've never faced 
a situation like someone has come to me and said okay i want a higher salary and i said no and you know they throw a fit like it's usually like they understand the situation the company is in and you know i've been very blessed that for a long time a lot of people took low salaries and so i think if you if you find the right people um, yeah. you don't have to really so for me i never had that issue like i never i never i never hired somebody uh who i thought was sort of cunning and like selfish coming back to lighter topics uh vinith like new york took jalen brunson with them but jalen brunson by himself is not that much of an improvement over what new york was last year uh the talks mm-hmm. are very very serious about a don donovan mitchell trade to new york uh, nexus supposed to happen like any time we any time we was bomb incoming that's gonna uh, happen any time now donovan mitchell uh, jalen brunson two small guards uh, one of them absolutely horrible on defense second one is uh, your jalen brunson i mean little bit at least is little more stocky uh, they still have will have julius randle uh, new york has said that they don't want to do a rj barrett for donovan mitchell trade because they really value rj barrett a lot Uh, according to their analytics any okay i mean i i've i can't uh, again see you know two uh, small not great shooting uh, like both of them you know like uh, not ball dominant but you know like uh, hard headed going inside uh, doing these uh, like crazy acrobatic young youthful things hmm. i like anyway jazz don't have uh, rudy gobert anymore so i don't see any way that they're going to keep down on Mitchell also down with also will understand right. that this is this there's no way that you know this is uh, like the season is going to be better than the last season because i think you are a huge fan of the utah jazz right like at least the regular season you've always taken them as one of the top four teams in the west mm. and for the last four years they have been very very good like one season they were number one seeder as well like it's not like it's yeah. bad results but uh, i think they've given up the experiment what what makes uh, a donovan mitchell to new york trade great for the next or does it make it great for the next yeah i mean it definitely puts the next in a better position you know donovan mitchell is still a very very he's a young guy he's good he's extremely skilled uh so he definitely adds to new york plus he's a star you know like it would be great to have him in new york like you know it's always good to have the new york fans um excited so, Yeah so I don't think I don't think that there is a there is a downside for Donovan going to New York for New York and for Don and for Utah Jazz mm-hmm. you know like is it a championship team no is Donovan going to be in the playoffs maybe but just from a trade perspective I think it works out for all parties it's just a matter of like can New York give what Danny Ainge wants for my main man Donovan so that is the big issue I mean, defensively, they'll. Uh, I, I don't think there's much difference. They they get a superstar. It's always good to have a superstar rather than not have a superstar. Last year, Julius Randle just yeah. I mean, would, yeah, it doesn't matter. Is my point is like you either have Donovan or you have Fournier. Donovan is better than Fournier many times over. So it's definitely going to be a better team. It's not like with Fournier they are a much better defensive team. That's not true. Oh yeah, I mean. Ever, but but I feel that at least New York had that thing going for them where there was not much ego. Like I think last year, sort of, I mean, probably should have humbled Julius Randle a little bit because when uh, the year before that, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, whatever it was, he was like an All Star 
He was an all-star la- the year before that. Yeah. But no, people were like, oh my God, what a steal, what, what a great thing, blah, blah, blah. And then last year, like all across the board, he was uh, dipping like terribly. So I- I've always said that it's better to have a team where, you know, there is one proper superstar and then everyone else is sort of like understands that, you know, my place is not to go and argue with them. My place is not to demand the ball too much. Uh, but Donald Mitchell is a ball, is a ball hog. I mean, scores amazingly well. Uh, yeah, I mean, but he's a, yeah, he's a ball hog. I don't, I don't know if he's necessarily a ball hog. I just feel like that's how he plays. Like, you know, certain people. No, I mean, a ball hog is like. I mean, I, I don't want to say the name no, because you'll get mad that, again. I, 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 but it's like it's, it's ah, Kobe, yeah. right? Like uh-huh. Kobe is a ball hog. It's like even if there is a better shot to be taken, he won't. He won't do it. He he'll go for it. I don't think Donovan is like he. He is more. He ha- has the ball more because that's how he he derives his offense, right? So that is very different. I feel like that's very different from a ball hog. Mm-hmm. I mean, who else? Like I would say, like Trey Young is kind of a ball hog. Okay. Uh, Russell Westbrook was kind of. Uh, no, I mean Russell Westbrook is such a great player. It's just like, just IQ wise, a little bit. He's not there when it like the right decisions. Like I think he gets. Because I don't think Russell Westbrook is a selfish player. I don't think that he is the kind of player that doesn't want other people to to like succeed. Like you know, he wants people. He wants to pass the ball. He wants people to get their numbers. Like he wants the team to win. But so I don't necessarily call him a ball hog. Even though if you look at his usage percentages, it's ridiculous, hmm. right? When he was you know like really good. Um, so I don't think there's a, very few players that exist today that are like sort of ball hogs. I would say they they have high usage. You know, like like so, would you say Luca is a ball hog? I don't think he's a ball hog. I mean, I you know, think he makes the right play. He makes the right play. He always makes the right play. So I mean, yeah, his team is shit. That's very different. <laughs> So you know, can't like, be a ball hog on a bad he, team because if you give the ball away, then yeah, has, yeah, like that yeah, yeah, like for example, I I don't blame Kobe for playing the way he played when the Lakers were shit. Mm. That's fine, you know, you, you're the best scorer in the team. You go, you take your shots. And that's fine, but he was a ball hog when Shaq was on the team. That's that's the part where I have a problem with, like from a ball hogging perspective. You should know when to hog the ball. Yeah, I mean, and if you're a great player. And the rest of the team is like shit. It's up to you to like either elevate the team or just do everything by yourself. You know, and sometimes when you try to do everything by yourself, you lose. And that's, you can't elevate shitty players. In very surprising, but sort of like a very smart move, uh, Zion Williamson recently signed a deal. Close 22 now, he's going to get paid a lot of money, but the payment comes with certain terms and conditions, which I think... I'm not sure about it, but I have to look at the archives. And I think, Vinit, you had predicted that they had to keep some sort of incentives uh, related to his uh, keeping himself in uh, check and uh, making sure that he doesn't go too much up, down, blah, blah, blah. You know, make, makes himself available for the uh, Pelicans. And uh, very surprisingly, it has come true. <laughs> but the terms are pretty interesting for me. What are the terms? Yes. So, uh, I mean, he's owed $193 million like that would be his contract. But if he's able to make an all NBA team, uh, win MVP or be named defensive player of the year next season, he could make as much as $231 million over those five years. And this is like his first rookie extension. 
So in the in the terminologies the, the NBA terminologies, these are called escalators. Like they take your uh, contract to the next level. Like you get a all, all NBA, NBA. First team all in NBA or just all NBA? All NBA. All NBA. Ah, I think you can make all NBA. If it's really healthy, definitely all NBA. I can't see like wasn't Siakam all NBA last year? Thirteen, yeah, correct. Zion is better than Siakam. Like if he's healthy and if he's playing, if he's playing games and playing minutes, I mean, he's he's easy like twenty-five points, easy for him. Sixty at sixty percent, like. All NBA. Okay, so if that happens, then you know. The, so like I was saying, these are called escalators in the terminology, which take your contract to the next level. But the interesting point is that they have put certain de-escalators. So the fun, funnest part of this thing is that his body weight percentage, the sum of his body weight percentage and his body weight cannot exceed 295. 195. So, oh, 295. Correct. 295. Yeah. 195. Yeah, sorry, sorry. 195. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Another very easy. Even I will see that. Uh, 295 pounds, he cannot have more than 15% body fat. So, if it's uh, uh, the if it I- increases, then the amount guaranteed goes down. This is called a de-escalator. So I, I think 280 pounds and like for an athlete like that to such a raw athlete, I don't think his body fat percentage would be anything more than like at 12%. Maybe it's like in the 10 to 12%. He looks like all muscle only. It doesn't look like he has much fat. Did you see that video of him just walking into a... 360 dunk. Uh, yeah. Just, just walked into it. <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, Zion's a freak of nature, guys. I mean, like, let's just hope. I mean, I really hope he's healthy and I hope he yeah, plays yeah. basketball. That's it. Like, I don't care. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I'm very happy they put it in there. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think it matters. Like, I don't think he truly will care about it as much as he should. I hope he does. Mm-hmm. Because if I was Zion... If I was Zion, I would definitely take care much, take take much, much better care of my body because that's like a gift of God, you know, like that, that size, that speed, that jump, it's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we see Jamoran doing all these things and when he lands, we are like, oh my God, are his knees okay? But Zion jumps, we are like, is the ground okay? Is everything okay with the ground? Do we need to make sure? So, uh, I think his... I think he played only one season at Duke before he registered for the draft. That season, he was weighing 285 pounds. So, at that calculation, 285 pounds means he cannot have anything more than 10% body fat. So, I don't know if Zion's body fat percentage is, first of all, right now, if it's 10 because he gained a lot of weight after he was sidelined last year. Uh, reports are putting him at around 300 pounds, 310 pounds, which absolutely will not fly in the new contract. But... Um, I don't think the contract kicks in yet, so he still has time to sort of understand and sort of understand his body. Tell himself that I'm putting a lot of money on the line by, you know, like it's easily some 30, 40 million dollars that he might lose out just because he's not taking care of his body. And so, uh, quick question, yes or no sort of thing. You think he'll be able to hit those targets? Uh, 295 is the target, body fat plus yes. body, I mean, body fat percentage plus body weight. You're saying yes? Yes. Okay. I mean, I did not know that he weighed 285 pounds. I thought it was like 250, 255 pounds. No, no, he was 270 pounds. when he came in. I think 275 uh, or something. 275, okay. LeBron was 260 yeah. when he came in. That was a big not man. Not when he came in. I think 
No, no, he was 260 when he came in. Really? Wow. That yeah, that's what they used man. to say. He's a big man. <laughs> LeBron's ah. no, no, no joke, man. No, no, no. He's going to be number one on Nick's list. He's 7% body fat. Everything else is just pure muscle only. And LeBron's like, yeah, it's amazing. And if you spend 2 million on your body every year, then better be in like great shape. That's what, that's my point is like I was trying to say is like if I was Zion, mm. like, I mean, I think like obviously LeBron is smarter than Zion where he, LeBron, I think realized it like, listen, man, this is all a gift of God. Like I, the fact that I can jump like this and dunk like this and like run so fast has nothing to do with my, my, like I haven't trained for any of this. I just woke up from the bed and I could like, yeah, you know, so I better like take care of it. Uh, this yeah. is my escape from this. Uh, like, for, it could have been a really tough life for him, but yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, let, let's not compare LeBron and uh, Zion. But uh, you're talking about in terms of pure raw freakish athleticism uh. that they have been gifted with. One person has made sure that they do everything possible to take care of it. I, I think a little unfair on Zion also because, like, he is much heavier than uh, LeBron. Like shorter and much heavier so i don't think the things work but like you said i think one person decided that this is going to be his escape from uh, poverty and he better make sure that you know he becomes like a, easy a billionaire is now so i think he's done some right things there uh, but do you think this is the way future uh, contracts are to be built out uh, is this a sign of future times to come because Kyrie Irving, ben simmons those examples from last season where they didn't play much and they are still getting paid for that thing I don't think any team is okay with that like unless there's a legitimate reason do you think these are contracts these are terms that will be built into contracts now for performance or like uh, you know what is it called is it incentive based yeah, I don't think it's, oh, okay. maybe some sort of incentive based thing but showing up uh, will be like you know cause for escalations and de-escalations is that is this a way I that I think it's already it's, I mean I don't think this is new it's just that now we know about these things and Honestly, it just depends on like negotiation power of the player and, you know, what the player is willing to take as his or her responsibility. I don't think Kyrie and Ben Simmons, like those are the kind of players that take responsibility for the actions. You know, it's certain people live in this whole like world of like, okay, whatever we do is right. It doesn't matter like what, you know, and I don't, I mean, that's why I was very impressed with this thing with Zion is because he took responsibility that okay you know if this team is putting their trust in me I have to give something in, in return I, I don't have to I don't think if, if he wanted he would have he could have said no I'm not going to sign this contract and some other yeah. team would have paid him a lot of money so I think that it that's why I like that that both parties like amicably came to the situation I think this is like this is a good situation for everybody but some players, some people are just shitty people, you know, like I think Kyrie, Ben Simmons, you know, they're just, yeah, they fall in that category, you know, and then they'll say, oh, but I, you know, there's nothing wrong in negotiating. It's like, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong in it, but it doesn't mean you're a good person, you're a shitty person. And, you know, yeah. that's fine. Till, till you're willing to accept it, that's fine. There's nothing wrong being one as long as... You understand that you are one and that's why yeah, the person yeah, I mean, should do is that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it should be, I think. Like, 
see, I mean, if there's a market for Kyrie, he'll make money. If there's no market for Kyrie, he'll not make any money, right? Uh, that's just how it is. And for him, if, like, I'm just trying to say, like, if just from that de-escalating part, if, the, if Nets come to him and say, okay, you know what, we'll re-sign you, but, you know, if you need to play these many games, right? Yeah. And... I don't think, I think knowing Kyrie, he'll just be like, no, why should I? Why should I? This is like slavery, you know, like he'll bring some like obtruse uh, meaning to it rather than rather than simple like responsibility. This you is know? business and we are paying you to show up, not to not show up. Yeah. And then if once he says that, oh, is this slavery, is bonded labor, you making me sign contracts, you know, all that stuff, then like, I don't know, it's just... Yeah, so I, I think that these kind of things always existed in contracts and it was always like worked out between the player and the management and the team and everybody because everybody wants to win. Most people are good. You know, there are certain shitty people that make every life shitty for everybody else. But most people are understanding. They're like, okay, fine. You know, it makes sense. You're paying me like $200 million. I can take care of my health. You know, it's not such a big deal. So that I was, that's why that made me very happy to see that. On that note, thank you so much, guys, for listening. We that's all we've got for this week. Uh, you know, before you check out, please like, share, subscribe, do all the jazz, and uh, uh, catch us again next week. Until then, uh, say bye bye, everybody. Bye bye.